0: Hello everyone. My name is Hannah White and I am the host of 1801 Live. And
1: my name is Lyric Swinson and I am the host of The Patchwork Feminist.
0: Together, we partnered in order to host a 24-hour podcast to raise money for the COVID-19 relief fund.
1: While we were raising money for our fellow gamecocks, we had help from a lot of special guests to help us raise $3,575.22. Guests included WLTX news anchor Darcy Strickland, Mayor of Columbia, Steve Benjamin. Gamecock women's basketball head coach, Don Staley. Former Gamecock football quarterback, Perry Orth. Former U of SC student body president, Joteka Eady. Incoming U of SC provost, Dr. William Tate. Student body president, Izzy Rushton. Some of our very own university ambassadors. Associate vice president of student life, Dr. Anna Edwards. Current speaker of the student senate, JD Jacobus and Student Body Treasurer Caden Askew, U of SC President Bob Castlin, Vice President of Student Affairs Dr. Dennis Pruitt, SC political strategist and Gamecock alumni Corey Alpert, Lauren Harper and Taylor Wright, in addition to the Helinski family, including Kim, Mark, and Ryan representing the Helinski's Hope Foundation, as well as Shannon Henry, Jordan Dentimore, and Olivia Haster representing SASCO, and several domestic violence prevention initiatives. You can listen to
0: us talk to a bunch of these guests um, via the Patchwork Feminist or 1801 Live, which is available on all platforms, including... Apple, Google Playlist, and Spotify.
1: Thank you so much to Garnet Media Group for making all of this possible and enjoy listening to what was 24 hours of a lot of fun, a lot of information, and a lot of service to our fellow Gamecocks. Forever to thee. Go Gamecocks. So, to get started, we're doing... Welcome the- Yeah, yeah podcast This is a start. So, thank you so much. You're starting this
0: with us. So, first guest, um, partnering with Lyric, best friend, um, with Passport Feminist, and then me on behalf of the new Student Government Podcast, 1801 Live, collaborative effort. Everyone keeps asking uh, me specifically, Lyric, you can tell me your opinion about, like, so who put this on? And I was like, well... Group, and then Patchwork Feminist, and the 1801 and and Student Government, and the University, and the Community. And I'm like everyone. <laughs> this is just game cups coming a together. Bit to raise um, money. Um,
1: super excited. This is the last thing. This is the last day of classes. So, this is my last day at EOC, kinda. So, as a really, so that's kind of like bittersweet. Um, so yeah, really excited about this. Darcy, I grew up watching you. Um, <laughs> like. I, I just got off the phone with my grandma. She said, Darcy gonna be on the show. I said, Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I was super excited because like I grew up watching you on WLTX. So like, um, I'm just like so excited. Um, Hannah and I, we were together, we were at the um Richard C. Greener breakfast and we saw you speak um earlier this year, um, mm-hmm. back in January. That yeah. was a crazy day. Um it was. It was a crazy day. Um, Anna's car, actually, a a tire popped off on the way to... Let me tell
0: you, (laughs) we were on the way to hear you speak. So excited. My mom is also an alumni of the university, so she was going to be there, had our table set up, and we were on the way. And I just felt, and I had to pick lyrics up, so we were in the car together, and I just felt bumpy. And I was like, oh, this is not right, but we can make it, right? I was like, we can make it. And then someone, this random person who was driving beside us, pulls up and like honks his horn so hard like you need to pull over, you need to pull over. And I'm like, it's okay, like, it's fine. We can make it, like, we'll pull over later. And Lyric gets scared. Lyric's like, no, Hannah, you need to stop. <laughs> Chill out, like, just pull over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're gonna miss this. Darcy's thinking, like, the breakfast, like, it's already early. And we pull over, and my kid you not, what would it look like,
1: Lyric? No, it was literally only a hubcap.
2: <gasps> it was only my a mother, hubcap. Man.
1: And Hannah had kept writing, <laughs> are you kidding me? And I was like, I said, sis, I was like, and the thing is, had she wanted to keep going. I was gonna keep going. She said, lyric, 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 all we gotta do is just make it to the Alumni Center. Keep in mind, at this point, we're by Subway. We're by Subway, by Wings On.
2: We still got a little bit of a way. There was no way in the world, y'all were gonna <laughs> make it there on, on the hubcap. Oh there my God.
0: No way to I was gonna try. It. But
2: you it know, didn't work out. That's what they we still got to do. see we you speak. Keep pushing through. That's what we do. That's what we do.
0: That's what we do. But thankfully, we still got to see you speak. Came in just a little bit, but late. But we crept around into the back, got our breakfast, and then watched you speak. So
2: well, it was- it's a pleasure to see you, ladies, again. It really is.
1: Yes. Um. So first question is, what have you been doing in the midst of this Corona? Well, it was a coronation. Now it's more like a. We don't so, know, whatever it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, so things are really different for me. I, you know what, let me step off screen for one minute, live TV, but I can't hear y'all, so let me turn up the audio real quick. Okay. okay. Sorry, she's taking time
0: right she's the time out of her day. All right,
2: so <laughs> typically, if we were not in the middle of a pandemic, there'd be a newsroom full of people that I could just turn to and say, hey, could someone turn up the audio for me on the monitor? Well, that's not the case anymore. At any given time, there are usually no more than three people in this newsroom. So I'm here now, Uh, my director Leroy is here, our audio operator and editor Van is here. My general manager is down in his office and then our chief engineer is here. But there's a good portion of my eight hour shift where I'm just the only person in the building. So I'm just, just here. How do you
0: cope with that? Is it difficult? Do you? have issues like are you used to like turning to like your
2: peers like hey how are you even though you know yeah it is hard because I am a people's person at heart and so I, I love interacting with people and you know bouncing ideas off of each other but at the end of the day for the greater good of everybody social distancing is the um it's the mandate. It's what we're doing right now. And it's so, it only makes sense that we have to continue like this. But I get to talk to a lot of people through <laughs> Zoom and Skype, um, which initially I felt was kind of weird. But now I'm just like, just calling people. And what I've realized too, when I do my interviews, I don't I don't like for them to end. I just keep talking like, well, what are you going to have for dinner? <laughs> 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 you can't well, it. <laughs> people are like, is the interview over or are we just... <laughs> Oh am like, yeah, I just want somebody to talk to now. <laughs> like that during yeah. these times. Are you one of those people that love the background?
0: So you change your background? Or have you gotten to that point yet? Or? No.
2: It's
0: yeah. I, <laughs> I don't, I'm not one of those people. I typically do not have the background in the back. But it's just, it's funny to me when I go through meetings, whether it's with like administrators or even just students, it's sometimes common to where even administrators will have like the horseshoe in the background. And I just think it's funny that we all, really have that Gamecock blood to where we missed our university.
2: Let so yeah. me know. So um, how have you guys been dealing with it? How's it been <laughs> for you?
1: It's been it's been really good out here. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I think it, it was really hard for me um, thinking about how much things are going to change. Um, I think just being a senior, like um, I talk about this with one of my my best friends all the time we can't even go technically looking for jobs. You can't like go anywhere and interview. You can't really go look for apartments yet. Like you can't look for anything. So it's just kind of like everything just paused. Um, yeah. And it's just trying to like cope with things. Um, being a first generation college student and the thought of maybe not having graduation, like that really kind of sucks. I, my life, I think I, my, me and my family have been waiting on that moment like forever. But um, it's really cool. I think it's really, I've learned a lot of skills of like how to get creative um, and how to really think. Like ideas like this, like this would have never happened um, without the coronavirus. So I'm just trying to find the bright side, I would say.
2: Right. So what's been the biggest challenge in trying to get this whole podcast-a-thon going? (laughs) (laughs) Because I looked at that list of guests that you guys have and you've got some pretty you got some heavy hitters like I'm the lightweight in this group no
0: no I would say and you can come with this on Lyric too but the time for me but me and Lyric are different so Lyric (laughs) she thrives in last minute just putting stuff together in an excellent event or whatever she's trying to plan me I'm one of those six months in advance guests. this is what we have to do and it has to go like the day of, like I just see it flow perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so having like we, no one knew that this pandemic was happening or it was gonna hit us this bad. And then um Lyric and I were on Facetime and we came up with this idea what a week ago. It was like yeah, like, <laughs> I was so and I was like, and Lyric's so optimistic and I'm like, I don't think no one's gonna come because <laughs> like we're not gonna write something. Like we're gonna be up for twenty four hours for no reason, losing sleep. Finals week is next week, but it just all really came together. It was a great time. I think there's a lot of lows that we like to dwell on, but also this is a great time for just opportunities. So I like Lyric has always been creative. Like that's just who she is. I I'm more of an executor. I'm very analytical and I can execute things. But this time like has given me the chance to be creative. So honestly Lyric was just telling me that she wanted to do something great to leave her legacy at the university. COVID-19 Relief Fund, something with that in her podcast. And I was like, she was thinking about just giving the rest of her funds that she had allocated to her podcast to the Relief Fund. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lyric, I don't know if this is a thing, right? But, hear me out, podcast is on. You. I said, okay, and also, I said 10 hours. So, that was Lyric. <laughs> I was like, Lyric, 10 hours. You, on the spotlight, people can see you, go um, interview different guests, in and out, and they can raise money through that way. 10 hours, and that's it. And she was like, okay, great, like I can, um, but I would like for you to do it too with 1801 Live. And I said, um, I mean, cause I mean, I just got to like this student body vice president. I was like, I don't know how like, that would work. Like, I don't know if I could do it. Like you're wanting me to do it, but maybe 10 hours. It can't be like soon though. I get an email. So this coming Friday, um, <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> like, and this is like university development. So I was like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. But we're here the like you said the list is amazing and then we also just have some people that are emailing texting me now they just are gonna pop in and out just to say hey show face that are big names and so i'm just
2: excited here. here's the thing hannah everybody needs a friend like lyric everybody needs a friend who's just like we're just going to do this. We're just going to do We're this. We're just going to yes. do this. And then Lyric, everybody needs a friend like Hannah who's like, hold on, that's crazy. <laughs> and then when you get those two together, you come up with something like this, you know? It's, it's, this is amazing. What kind of needs are you hearing um, that, that the student body, st- student body needs now because of the pandemic? Because, I mean, obviously nobody's on campus. So what's the feedback you're getting from students who are at home now? Um, who may be home with parents who are also not working. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, some of the things that I've definitely been hearing is a lot of students, particularly students who come from rural communities, don't have access to high speed internet. Um, and so like some students have had to withdraw from their courses um, rather that or really kind of work with their professors. I mean, and then you have like students who if they are withdrawing because, you know, they can't go home and do remote learning, you still have to pay some of that money back due to financial aid guidelines, whether it's from the state or federal um, or things of that nature. Um, so a lot of those things are happening. I know some students um, who may not have had a laptop, um, they may not have their own laptop or trying to work things out to be able to rent um, la- laptops and other, you know, the technology that they need. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of the needs are technology based, but I mean, one thing that even hit me hard is student employment. Uh, a lot of us depended he- heavily on student employment, um, our on campus jobs and losing that was a huge hit to um, many of our income. And it's really hard to find a job wherever you may call home. Um, I'm lucky to now i found a job where I work remotely, I- I've worked remotely, but I did u- lose my student job. So um, as a result of this pandemic and I, You know, and most of my peers are a lot of the same. Any, all students who are on work study are kind of put on hold right now. Um, And just housing. Um, So many students depended on the housing that they got from the university um, and not having access to that anymore. Um, is really um, hurting a lot of our students. So those are just a few of the needs um, that I've been hearing from the student body, but there's definitely more especially um, In relation to the actual illness itself students getting sick their families getting sick and you know a lot of students are supporting their families, um, which is a really very real reality. Um, so we've um, That's I think what's so cool about the fund. Um, they set a goal and then they decided to even expand it um even more so we're just trying to pitch in in any way we can to help our fellow Gamecocks.
2: Well I applaud you ladies for having this vision and executing it um you would think with a school a university as big as USC um that there are going to be some um for lack of a better way to put it maybe fail safes you know (laughs) like there's going to be some some stop gaps put in place that students who do live in rural communities, who did depend on um, uh, on-campus job, who did depend on on-campus housing, won't get left behind. You know, um, I-, I did an interview with Allen University last week, maybe it was the week before, I have no concept of days anymore. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Allen University was able to give each of their students, now obviously this is a much smaller university, um, but they were able to give all of their kids tablets and keyboards. So for kids who did not have a laptop at home, they may still be dealing with the issue of the digital divide and not having high speed internet access, but if they can find a library, they can still have the technology that they need in order to submit their work. So I feel confident that if Allen University could do it, that the University of South Carolina can do it as well. I just feel like we've got that type of student base, we've got that type of alumni, um, we've got that type of support across the state that that this should be easy, it should be lightweight, lifting. Absolutely.
0: Um, I would also say um, mental health has probably mm-hmm. been a big thing with the social distancing, so of course, um, automatically people think of finances, income, housing, and food, but also that mental health aspect of social distancing, no matter some students, we don't know where their background comes from, um, how their family situations are oriented, not just financially, but even that connection. So a lot of students that come to college and they rely on their, they're making their new families with their um, professors, their friends that they meet at um, USC. And so going back to kind of being isolated and only being able to hear or listen or bond with their friends through screen sometimes can have a big impact but on the flip side I believe specifically for the university student affairs have been doing organizations have been doing a great job with the short amount of time notice with transitioning virtually so not even just academics but Um, trying to engage with the student body. Like we have Hip Hop Wednesdays. So we have Hip Hop Wednesdays, now virtual. We just had our last one this past Wednesday. And the first one specifically, it was a huge success. I know that in. I had an amazing, amazing. it was so much fun. 100 people tuned in. It was was amazing. Things like that. I know mental health, um, the Center for Health and Wellbeing has done a lot of things pertaining to mental health. Black Space specifically, they still meet virtually so even though we understand like there's nothing like that personal connection being there in the same room they have done literally everything possible in order to get that
2: feeling through the
0: screen so really, right
2: yeah another angle of that the stories that we've been telling here is that a lot of kids depend on their health care through the university so you know now they've gone home and they don't have health care during a pandemic so (laughs) um, there's some work to be done but (laughs) with Super smart young ladies like y'all, I feel confident that it's it's going to work out. It's going to work out. We need y'all at the table. Actually, we just need y'all to bring the table and then invite the people like you're doing right now.
1: Amen. Bring the table. Um, I actually have a question for you. So after a very long and awarded journalism career like you've had, um, how is this different? Like, um... Is there anything I, I was, I'm sure I wanted to ask you like, is there anything that could surprise you? But I'm sure a pandemic definitely surprised you. But um I'm sure this is not what's taught in a classroom or anything like that. Nothing can prepare you for this. So how are you um learning to adapt um even after having such a long and successful career and basically kind of like learn new tricks and how to continue to keep people engaged and continue to like, you know, have people trust you to enter into their homes every day um, like you were definitely in mine growing up um, you still are um, i share my grandma watching this and she watching you <laughs> um, but yes yeah, like how do you continue to just stay innovative and engaged
2: you know i said to my general manager the other day because i was setting up for a couple of interviews and he, he was upstairs just kind of watching and, and you know talking to me and um i looked at him and i said you know after this pandemic is over if i tell you i can't do something I'm lying, I know exactly <laughs> how to do it, There's, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, not to make light of it, but at this point, we're all doing more with less. Um, we're all learning in new areas of how to tell stories. Um, what I learned at USC is how to be a storyteller and how to be a compassionate person. And when you care about the community that you live in, you care about the stories that come out of this community. Um, It's very important for us at WLTX to not simply come on the air every day with a death count. We need to give you the numbers, we need to give you the facts, we need to give you all the information you need in order to make good decisions for yourself and your family in order to stay healthy. But in the same breath, we need to let you know that it's not all doomsday. There are still some good things happening in this community. There are people um, like you and Hannah who are stepping outside of maybe even your comfort zone and doing what needs to be done to help your your fellow classmates. And so there are people who are making masks and giving them giving them away. There are birthday parties that are now you know drive by parades. There, are, there's always something at the end of the day. Um, that makes the Midlands the community that we love. And so it's very important for us to make sure that our messaging includes some hope because we've had bad days before Mm -hmm. and we have survived all of our worst days. So again, we're responsible in our storytelling, we're creative in how we're doing it now, (laughs) but at the end of the day, we want to make sure everybody understands that we are going to get through this together.
0: Specifically, as a huge figure in media, what advice do you have for whoever's watching, but specifically students' perspective on how to deteriorate what is true, what is false? Is there things such as too much news or listening to the news too much or no being informed? How do you differentiate that?
2: There's a thing of uh, of too much bad news, Mm -hmm. (laughs) incorrect (laughs) information. That is real. Um, There is fake news. We just don't do it. We're okay. journalists. We don't do fake news. Um, and so, for any as- aspiring journalists, I would say um, to make sure you're reading and watching and being engaged on as many different social media platforms as you can, um, responsibly. Um, but you need to understand that your perspective is not the only perspective. So it's always important to be able to en- be able to engage. An opinion that is different than yours. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if I have as many people who vote Democrat as Republican mad at me, then that means I've done the story correctly. If that makes sense to you. So You should never be able to know at the end of the day, which which side of the ticket I vote on. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do know that, then I've done something wrong. So, um, that, that That is very important to us as storytellers to make sure that we just stay right there in the middle of the road. Um, and then the other side of that is there are some things that there is no middle of the road on. It's always wrong when a child is abused. It's always wrong when an elderly person is hurt. It's all, There are some things that are always wrong. Right. And it's okay to be that person who has sympathy for that situation. So you don't want to... Not be who you are authentically, um, but you also want to be responsible in your um, in your path as a journalist.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: Good question, Hannah. <laughs> really good at answering questions because I always ask a great answer (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm a lot better at asking questions like I could just shoot off a hundred questions at one time and still be like and then what else (laughs) but why (laughs) so this is different being on this side of the camera
1: are you originally from the Midlands
2: no I am actually from Charleston oh my better yet I am from Latson. let me say that because there may be some people on here who know where (laughs) Latson is So shout out to 29456.
1: (laughs) We have every area code represented here. Okay. um, Hannah is from the 864. And I am from the 803. Okay. I'm born in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I mean, it's great. (laughs) 864. Don't nobody know where Greenville is. (laughs) <laughs> everyone knows we're everybody is. knows
2: everybody. thank <laughs> you
3: thank you <laughs> said everyone knows
1: everybody knows absolutely. i am a Kenan high school grad. um shout out to richland county school district one if anybody's listening from richland one um <laughs> hyatt park elementary st andrews middle school all that you know okay give a shout out to my people real quick before um i really get started um i just finished my first cup of coffee i'm actually gonna I'm going to see how many of these I go through today. I'm
2: guessing probably 24 cups. If you're going to be on for the next 24 hours.
1: See, and coffee I- makes me
0: crash though. So I was, I, I didn't have coffee. I looked up natural remedies and they said water, but also that I don't want to take too many like bathroom breaks. And they said dark chocolate and apple slices, green tea. Those are the four things that I have. So we'll see if it works. If it's not, then I'm going to like, I'm going to probably take my mom like, can
1: you bring
2: me some coffee? so are y'all prepared to like tag people in or out if you need a break or how how are you gonna do this um so we said that we're going to
1: time each other if we take bathroom breaks so I think we have a minute um to leave the camera if we take um, bathroom breaks But other than that, actually, I plan on taking this little laptop. So y'all might see me eating some cereal later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Eating some cereal or making some ramen. I think that that's as authentic as a college student as I can get. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see me in front of my little Keurig. um, I got my My Carolina alumni. I got this at the Richard T. Greener breakfast. I've got the same one. (laughs) (laughs) This at the Greener breakfast. Student for a short time, Gamecock for a lifetime. So. This is coffee cup number one. I have a glass of water. I have a half a case of Gatorade right next to my bed here. Um I'm prepared.
2: Uh, <laughs> the I am thinking about doing something new and exciting like this is I'm sure a lot of it will be off of adrenaline, you know? So oh, yeah. right when you start to feel kind of tired, you'll probably get a kick of adrenaline and then that'll help you push through. Yeah. Plus y'all are young, you should be able to do all nighters.
0: No, (laughs) ma'am. Even for, like, you know, those last minute, like, exams or papers or things of that nature. Like, I know, like, I find myself in Thomas Cooper, and I have to go to Starbucks, like, five times. And then Starbucks was starting to get old. So, then I would walk to Cool Beans and get coffee, then walk back to get, like, a walk or a break. I have to do crazy things in order for me to stay up. Like, it literally has to be a life or death. Hannah, you need to get this assignment (laughs) or else. And
2: then I do it, so right.
0: this is going to be different. Yeah.
2: Gonna... Well, I'm excited that I got to kick it off with you guys. I can't wait to tune in a little bit later and see some of the other people. Um, but I got TV in less than 30 minutes, so oh. I'm gonna have to sign off. I got oh. friends at five. Oh my gosh, I miss friends at five. I haven't seen friends at five. Well, you can turn it on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I should <laughs> let everyone see. Yeah, the TV's still working, so yeah, I can. <laughs> Ladies, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. We are so thankful for joining. Who's up next?
1: We have a little break and then we're going to have Mayor Benjamin up next. So super excited. Uh,
2: He'll be okay. I mean, he won't be as good as I am, but he'll be be fine. That's all you could get. I guess it's okay.
1: (laughs) We had to start off with a bang.
2: (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I promise I'm going to tune in a little bit later. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much and have a great Friends of Five.
2: You too. Thank you and good luck, (laughs) y'all.
1: Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Right. But, so it's thirty right. minutes, and we're almost done,
1: guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I actually, I'm like, this is going much better than I expected. Um, you so,
0: a lot of that. energy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited right now. But no, I'm I'm trying to figure out was coffee the right thing or not. To do? I'm.
1: I, mean, I go out. I'm getting a little
0: hot. Um, oh, it, with coffee. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, I do not want that. So this is natural, you know. I don't know what water, but I heard water will give you energy. I so.
1: have
0: too. Oh, Jerome said, shout out to Jerome, he asked if we could pin the donation link to the YouTube comment section.
1: Uh, it's in the YouTube comment section. I already did that. You pinned it? You gotta pin it. I don't know how to pin it, but like nobody else has been commenting, so it, you ain't no. Even- just in case when
0: people come in and out.
1: Oh, I think I think it's pinned. They're like okay. it looks pinned. It looks pinned. Okay. This is, this was water, by the way. Just so. <laughs> it's so weird because every time I switch to the YouTube to see the lot, there's a 30 second delay. So I'll see myself do stuff and I'm like, this is weird. Um but yeah, since we have a few minutes um before Mayor Benjamin comes on, I forgot if he's coming on at four thirty or four fifty. Um I think we should tell the people how we met, Hannah yeah wait can we okay so this like this is going to be
0: fun right so we're going to be on here for 24 hours you guys are going to see some people that you probably know you see around campus also some university South Carolina legends icons heroes but this is for a good cause so yes this is great and everything we're meeting great people we're talking to great people Mm -hmm. but we're here for one purpose
1: Yes. to raise
0: money towards the COVID-19 Emergency Relief Fund. Mm-hmm. So please, if you do not have the funds, that is okay. Share it to someone else. If you do, click that link. Anything counts. A dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, on and up, on and upward, upward and forward. So really, please, 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 please share this on social media or even just share what we're doing right now on the social media. I don't know who's all tuning in because I don't have a YouTube. YouTube. So I don't even know if I'm talking to myself right now. But It is very, very, very important, and we are overall doing this for a good cause.
1: Also, you know what, I'll I'll say this, students, if everybody, if you are a student and if you donate a dollar within this hour, I will match it up to $20. So, if 20 students gives $1. I, too. I will will match it. Um, All right, we have Mayor Benjamin coming on, so we're about to let him in. Okay.
4: Hey, pretty ladies, what's up?
1: Hi, how are you?
4: I'm fine, how are you?
0: We are moving. Energized, it's 30 minutes in, so we're pumped right now.
4: <laughs> uh, you had Darcy.
1: We sure did. She kicked right. her off right.
4: right what's, what's, that? what's that lyric, what you drinking? Just water. Okay, all right.
1: Coffee and water all day.
4: How do college kids go? Okay, I gotta keep a good, good eye on you, keep a good eye on you. <laughs>
1: Water right
4: now. I'm an old lady. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> How are you okay. I'm doing fine. It is crazy, y'all. I'm telling you, you know, my, my brother works for Price Waterhouse. He has for the last, I don't know, um six, uh, fifteen years, The last six years he's been telecommuting. And I always tell him, man, it, it ain't working. It's not work, you know. And uh <sighs> He's been grinding. I mean, this has been grinding. I mean, I, I get in here in the office. This is—I took up my girl's piano room. I get in here at seven thirty, and I usually leave about seven thirty in the evening. So there's always enough to do. So
0: I was on a meeting with you yesterday, and it was at the same spot. So I can't even imagine from oh. seven
4: thirty to seven thirty. So. Um. You did, you sat on a, a coronavirus uh, task force? Meeting? Yes,
0: yes, sir. And um, AZ had another obligation show. She asked me to be in. And so I sat and listened to all of the officials talk about their updates for everything. And so it was great. And that meeting alone was like out an hour and a half and you had it cut it down. So I can't even imagine how many meetings you go through <laughs> day to day, starting at 730.
4: Another one. Yeah, we had another one today that was really good, too. Um, it was just focusing on on disparity issues, COVID-19, just, just uh, zip codes, the intersectionality of poverty and race, and and you know it's it's so it's crazy that we've been looking at for the last couple of years the uh, the future of work and and how so many jobs that African Americans here in the West, Latinos are overrepresented in, are going to be phased out, you know, because of automation and, and advanced machine learning and, and uh, artificial intelligence. And now those are the very same jobs that people are being heavily and overexposed in right now. And so you're gonna wind up with people who are more likely to be sick, not have access to healthcare, not have access to services. And then in a few years, because of automation, won't have those jobs anyway. It, it's, it's it's crazy. so that discussion had another about, maybe another 40, 50 people on that call today. But yeah, I, I get, my, my, my kids feed me, you know, they take care. <laughs> my wife tolerates me, you know, it's a good life. So I, I, I'm not complaining, count, count my blessings. I
1: have I'm sorry I was about to say um, I have a question that um, I actually asked, I asked Darcy a variation of this question but I wanted to hear your perspective as well um, you've been a city leader for um, a very long time um, led the city through many crises I am a native Colombian um is that what we're called Colombian whatever uh, <laughs> you know we're just gonna mo- re- move with it um but a pandemic is like completely different than i think anything that we've ever experienced before so how has this been different and how have you been learning to like innovate and you know be a
4: it's, com- been, it's been amazingly different i mean i, I think about I mean, you all remember the flood in 2015 you know it was the greatest natural disaster we've had depending on you talk to a 500 year event, that thousand year event. And, you know, obviously in Dayton, they had tornadoes and um, Oklahoma City the same. You know, you have these disasters all across the country. I can't even talk about the the world, but around the country. And then in a couple of days, trucks start showing up in Houston or from Tampa or from New York and Boston, everyone coming to your aid. This time, everyone gets hit with a disaster at the same time. Uh, So, you know, so really to some degree, you almost have to look within and make sure that you're that you're that you're activating, catalyzing your own people, uh, tapping in into their, their talents and their treasures, uh, and their time in meaningful ways. And then at a time where uh, this this the 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 uh, um, the, the way as e- this thing is so contagious and it passes so easily that you really can't even rally in the way that you all would normally rally as you're going to attack on a new issue that you're handling. So it's, it's presented some really unique challenges that's uh, I think required all of us to really uh, thoughtfully uh, reassess the, the power of, of working together. Because you got, you got to do this. This is something that one person can't do. Yeah. Uh, everyone got, got got to do it together. And, um, and also it's, it's really illuminated some of the major challenges that we have in American society right now. You know, we uh, um, some of the issues around fatality rates and morbidity. Particularly with, 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 with people of color, uh, people who suffer from high incidences of a number of different things—heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, or the heavy obesity—and and, and then you know requiring everybody to peel that onion back and say how do we get here—it's it is forcing a lot of folks to to pay much more attention to something that they almost almost um, uh, would naturally say, "Nah, I'm against Medicaid expansion. No, nah, I don't want to do this." You know, it, it it's also changed some other ideas too. People who are Against uh, government aid in any 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 form, uh, uh, have really gotten uh, in touch with uh, the need to address uh, some of those um, um, some some challenges. But you know, we live in a world now that's more interconnected and interdependent than ever before. And um, this is not the time to kind of retreat to our corners like like America has right now. We uh, we we need to pay attention to what's happening all around the world, call it good smart data, and, and make thoughtful decisions that are driven by compassion. And that's what we've been trying to do here in Columbia.
0: Yeah, I've heard through what you just said, just this is a great time for opportunity. So a lot of us, I know I find myself dwelling in the negative aspects of this, what this pandemic has brought to the community, to USC, but um, also it is a time for opportunity. So have you ever even personally had things to where it's gone positive or well been better than what it would have been if we were face-to-face? Has there been any more bonding or been anything in your mind that has changed as far as being intentional with connecting with people since we can't just walk to the next door and say, hey, if that makes sense?
4: Well, well, obviously, um, Hannah Hannah Joy, uh, you start start with the things that are most important. You know, um, this time with my family. You know, my my wife is uh, my best friend and and uh our girls are just um they're they're everything to us so having these opportunities uh, we, we have had dinner together around our table um uh, more times in the last several weeks than we've had uh, i mean god knows how long you know yeah. we, we're we're eating at home we're spending time together they keep trying to get me to go downstairs and do yoga and working and <laughs> on it ain't happening, um, but um, but we're getting we, we're we're taking more walks in, in our neighborhood. Um, we've we, lived here ten years, and and we've taken more walks in the past few weeks, and you see things you've never seen before. So that so that 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 bonding and that quality time with the people who mean the most to you is so important. And and I and I, I talk to my brother. My parents live here in town. But I talked to them via Facetime. Go sit in their back porch, you know, at least ten feet away from them, and check them out. Um, my aunt lives in new york and we're facetiming regularly it, it it really forces you to slow down a little bit you know kind of peace be still and 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 fortify yourself uh those books that you've been wanting to read um you know pull them out and and use them to edify yourself right now i watched a great interview with mark cuban uh, two weeks ago and and this is this is a specific question about about you all you, you um you college students and you got, what are you guys, Gen Zers? What are you? Gen Z. Gen Z? Yeah, Gen Z. Um, <laughs> and he said, he said, probably one of, if you have a thoughtful uh, employer or interviewer, if it's for a fellowship or whatever it happens to be, they're going to ask you, uh, so what did you do you know, during, during the lockdown? What did you do uh, during stay at home? What did you do when we were sequestered or quarantined? And, and it's going to say a lot about, about, about you, you know, um did I, did I, Take a bunch of online courses. Did I go to Coursera and learn about something I've always been learned? Did I, did I learn a new language? Did I decide that you know that some of these other issues that have been illuminated to me, I need to learn more about? I was going to dig deeper, or you know, or, or did I you know play Grand Theft Auto and <coughs> and, and you know I mean it, it really it's 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 a it's a real opportunity to learn more about yourself, to learn more about this world, which is obviously this is a classic example of how interconnected this world is. Um, and, and, and even more importantly learn how uh, in six months or a year maybe you know maybe a year and a half or probably before we have a vaccine that can be widely distributed it gets, lets us ease back in uh, to, to life
3: you know how'd you
4: make yourself better how'd you make your world better you know how you, how you do things exactly what with, with you all doing right now how you decide that you're gonna you're gonna create um opportunity uh for a whole lot more people and um uh, but, but, be thinking about the answer to that question, you know, what did you do? How did you spend your time um during this time when everyone was kind of sheltered in place and I think it's a it'll be a meaningful question and I think it's a question to ask yourself now and then start writing in exactly what you want the answer to be and making it a reality
1: yeah i um Hannah is a business girl, but I um love the political realm um and I think um partisan politics aside um how important do you think it is for um, young people to be engaged not only in just, um, I will say the presidential election, but just like um, politics as a whole, there's a lot of state or house races and things of that nature, particularly in South Carolina, um, the Gen Z and millennial voices need it. Um, um, as I mean, I know, but like from your perspective, how important do you think that it is for young people to be engaged and like, how do you think people can do that even in the midst of a pandemic?
4: Even, Even more important now hmm. because is you got like a perfect cocktail? I was looking behind me, looking for an encyclopedia. Um, do you guys know what an encyclopedia is? Yeah. Yes. All right. I just making sure. <laughs> old, school, old school. I keep a, one of them. I've actually propped up. I got my iPad propped up on right now. Another one. Another one's behind me somewhere. Here it is. You know. Uh, but you know, you, you all are smarter uh, than we ever were. I mean, you're, you're smarter. You're more engaged. You think deeper your heads and your hearts in the right place, I mean, you're you're a truly world world changers. Uh so the 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 importance of you being involved now, just just as 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 the hopes and dreams of so many who kinda came before us, who who fought for us to have uh the opportunities that we have, it can't be it can't be uh it can't be overstated. Uh but what we also have before us right now, um this political season that is uh uh, it being somewhat interrupted by COVID-19, is we also have a perfect cocktail for those who would seek to suppress your voices, who would seek to suppress our votes. I mean, we so we saw you know some of the foolishness up in was it um, Wisconsin or what have you. I mean, uh, really, um, this is a perfect time for for people to be afraid. You know, who who may not want to exercise their right to the franchise. They they're, they're gonna. I'm afraid to God right now this election is not that important I would tell you it couldn't be more important uh, right now I mean just I mean uh, without getting political you can look at advice and counsel from the highest voices in the land encouraging you to inject Clorox into your veins and Lysol into your veins in order to potentially uh, uh, beat the coronavirus and that that should say it all okay Uh, that, that should say it all the importance of being involved And how we shape what will fundamentally be a whole new world after this uh, this um, this episode, uh, I think can't um, can't be made more clear. You know, just in terms of 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 the American economy, not even the global economy. We were at a point a few years ago when President Obama left office. I think he left with a a, um, half a trillion dollar deficit. That deficit, obviously exacerbated by the tax cuts, and then now. Uh, with, with, with this uh, macro event, we're going we're, we're to be finally at a point where the U.S. economy and the deficit were, were both at about $23 trillion. And now the U.S. economy, I think, is probably somewhere around 20 and a half trillion. And, and, and the deficit will probably approach uh, $30 trillion. You know, we're, 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 we're I mean, it, it, we're going to be so out of whack, so out of whack. So the challenges that will face your generation— the requirements to pay off all this bad debt that's being passed on to you, just being frank, uh, all this all this bad debt to be passed on to you, and then also creating a new economy that makes sure that more people can truly participate, reshaping the economy, reshaping our businesses and corporate structure, encouraging more businesses to, uh, to put structures in place that, that don't just think about more sick leave or, or family leave, but also think about ways in which employees, and this is where your two worlds intersect, where employees can now have equity ownership in the company, mm-hmm. you know, you know so, you, so you're not just getting a good, a good uh, 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 salary or a, uh, opportunity to participate in a 401k, but with your time and your tenure and your work there, you're also building equity in that company. So, it, so if there's an event where someone sells or the stock price appreciates whatever happens to be, then people are able to build intergenerational wealth you know, and and that, so we're, this is going to be a chance to kind of politically begin to reshape the American economy in a way that works for more people. So, no, so you got, you got to get involved. I mean, I started in politics uh, as a 17 year old um, freshman at USC, you know, um, uh, angry at that time about, about apartheid in South Africa. And at that time the, the Confederate battle flag was, was waving atop the state Capitol as it had since the early sixties. And we were, we were we were angry uh, but we were articulate and and we were organized and and we were you know we, we also had that, that wonderful strength that um that you all have we were, we were pretty fearless you know so so we weren't we weren't uh, afraid to, to speak truth to power but I, I i i can't um i can't i can't be more clear the importance of being involved in in, in politics and government and, and, and this democracy is so important right now.
3: Yeah,
0: and then in addition to voting, can you talk a little bit about, we're in a prime time right now, but completing the census. So using your civic engagement, not just to vote, but there are many ways. And so can you just talk a little bit about that? I believe um, a lot of college students specifically, like voting is one thing, especially for the presidential election. But completing the census is kind of on the back burner for many college students. They don't know what that means, how important it is, what are the important facts of that. But you can just talk about
4: that? I say stand up. I'm laughing. I'm not sure if you guys have followed that. Tonight we have a census party on Instagram. Oh. Uh, I'm going to completely embarrass myself. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's one thing that comes with age. You. all you'll see you actually start knowing what you're really really good at and what you're not good at you know i couldn't i couldn't dance at 15 25 35 or 45. no rhythm all of our rhythm is on the uh on the on the western shores of of africa Uh, because it never came here to to my roots in, in orangeburg uh the um uh the importance of being counted and, and understanding how it drives almost every single formula that, that determines what types of resources come to your community, if, if they're for affordable housing or funding, uh, health care funding, uh, to make sure you can meet some of these incredible um, generational needs we're talking about uh, if we're talking about um, industry, the de- decisions that, that, that folks make based on how many people live in your city or, or county or what have you. Uh, um, educational funding, hospital funding, airport funding, whatever happens to be, is determined by the decennial census. And uh, one particular challenge that we've had is not that most people um, don't participate at the levels they should, but certainly um, uh, some communities that tend to uh, fall in the category of hard to count um, 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 racial, and ethnic minorities, um, Native Americans, um, uh, young people, and, and, and all, including small children. And um, we've been trying to have a have a little bit of fun pushing people uh, to uh, to to participate. I'll make sure you guys get a copy of the flyer. It's, a, it's on on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But tonight, from seven o'clock to ten, there are three DJs: Preach Jacobs, DJ Pretty Boy Mel, and um, DJ Louis V. Um, on Instagram, uh, it's going to be kind of fun. We got some special guests: uh, Coach Staley and Coach Martin, Charlamagne the God. Um, Officer Bay, Asia Wilson, Doctor uh Angie Stone, and Tiffany J. So it's gonna be a little fun. Oh, that's let's, a
2: party! That's a party. Uh, party. Let's, let's,
4: let's see, let's see we, let's see what we can do uh, to have some fun. Uh, my my job is from seven to ten o'clock just to stay awake and and act mm-hmm. like I have. A brother. I got I got a basic two set, y'all. That's it. And I keep it simple.
1: But have <laughs> the living room jumping.
4: <laughs> yeah, love it. it's gonna be.
1: Um, I'm glad Hannah, you said something about the census, because our good friend David Olds, who was a mayor's fellow, um, sent um, an announcement, I think he he's working for Complete Count, um, working to um, with a census organization in Columbia, and an announcement he wanted us to share attention all columbia students who live in off-campus housing the 2020 census needs you to fill out your own 2020 census while students who live on campus will automatically be counted by their university students who live off campus are expected to fill out their own census form at my2020census.gov your inclusion in this year's census is important because your enumeration helps bring money back into the community benefiting student and community programs alike Please fill out your census at my2020census.gov. 10 minutes for 10 questions, can that can make an impact for 10 years. Thank you so much. Wow.
4: D- David, um, David was an amazing mayor's fellow. He was, uh, he was active and helped me do things before he became a fellow and has not stopped since. So uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fine young man. And uh, hopefully once you figure out what the summer and the fall are gonna look like, hopefully uh, some of your fellow students might consider serving as fellows in our office. We've had over probably 300 um, since, I've, since I've been there. And, and I initially thought it was a, a great opportunity for the students to come and intern in our office. And after two semesters, I realized that we were actually benefiting more than the students were. Just the um, amazing talent that we were able to leverage on behalf of people of Columbia coming out of our, um, our colleges and universities. A majority tend to come from USC, but we've had them as far as way as California and north and west is California north, uh, Vermont um, and all over the heartland and every once in a while I get a Clemson tiger too. Mm,
1: the ghetto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, but no, but seriously, the mayor's office has been such a great incubator for, um, I would say, political talent um, in South Carolina. Um, so many of the people who have like mentored me some of my best friends have worked at the mayor's office Uh, currently um laura harper who i work with now at city bright um, is a proud alum of working at the mayor's office Um, one of my closest friends taylor wright also works um, at the mayor's office and they live great lives Um, i want to be like them one day um does
4: that that mean i'm gonna get your resume at some point lyric is that what it means
1: oh if you want it you can have it It's a hard, it's a tough job market out here, okay? Um, Hey man, I'll take where I can get. And that's a good. Um, Hannah, what were you saying?
0: (laughs) I just want to know a little bit more though about your life as a student at USC. So I know you said your political career started 17. You were a student body president at one point. Your face is on the wall that we walk by all the time to do a different event in the ballroom. So how was it like one as a student and then two, how did
4: you know that you wanted to take leadership in different organizations and then become student vice president? Sure, no, no, no. Thank you, Thank you Hannah. It was a, um, my, my journey to uh, the university was, was really uh, a zigzag journey. Uh, I, I, I was a wonderful student in elementary school. Uh, I was okay in junior high school. In high school, I was, ooh, I was, I was wide open. Uh, <laughs> wide open, smart kid, always did well on standardized testing. Uh, but I was a bit of a wild child, and decided I was I wasn't going to go to college. I was I was I was going I was probably going to go you know, straight to the military. Yeah, and my mom and my guidance counselor impressed upon me. They thought like it was first generation. My brother had gone to gone to school, and he'd come back home to attend school in in um, in, uh, in New York where I grew up, and I uh, applied to four schools and got into all four. I'm like okay, well maybe I will. And it was University and Citadel, Auburn and Purdue. So when I got to USC in um 1987. It was my, August 17th was my very first day uh, in Columbia, I'd never been in Columbia before, stepped on campus, uh, didn't know anyone. It was, it was, a, it was a, a really tough first three weeks, um, but I, I, I really found, just as, as Lyric just mentioned, I found second, third week um, some awesome mentors, awesome mentors. Um, Reverend Charles White, who's a pastor here in town now, and several others who were leading different organizations. I, was, I, was, I, I joined the Minority Assistance Peer Counselor Program and uh, had some uh, wonderful folk take some time and invest in me. And it, it kind of, uh, you know, you kind of learn how to use your powers for good. You know, I, I, think I, I think I always had some of the potential, just didn't have the direction and focus. And um, wound up as the political action chair of the NAACP chapter uh, my, my, my first semester. And uh, got involved in anything and everything that was about um, about justice and and, and civil rights um, economic justice and at the end of my first year, I ran for president of the of the college chapter and uh, won and we quickly became the largest in the country uh, very very active in, in everything we, we could possibly be active in voter registration and, and uh, just advocating for the right things and um, and just uh, and spent more time probably outside of the classroom than I did inside the classroom. Uh, we, were, we were just trying to change the world involved in every single organization we could. And, um, and, and just saw some major needs uh, on, on campus uh, that were not uh, being addressed um, and thought that obviously having the the uh, the bully pulpit, I was a student senator, having the bully pulpit of, of the presidency to draw attention to some of those issues was something I figured we'd go for. You know, and uh, really got students active and involved and excited about the campaign. You actually had to have we had real elections back then. You know, we actually had polling places in each of the ca- of the of, a, of a, uh, the colleges, and and you had to have people out front when when those uh, boards you know walking around campaigning for you. And right. it was a, it was a, it was a, it was probably it was a little bit of devilment, you know, um, <laughs> always. Uh, but uh, one and one big, and you know, I had a chance to. Our president um, resigned back then, so I had a chance to serve in the, on the search committee um, for a president, a chance to accept the Carolinian Creed on behalf of the, of the students at the university uh, then. I had a chance of being involved in a number of different things, and, um, and I will say that my experience as, as, a, as a student, as a, as a student Gamecock, always a game Gamecock, uh, really shaped my, my worldview, just, just on what the, on what the possibilities were. You know what the possibilities were. The um, men and, and women who mentored me kind of built in me a spirit of 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 mentorship. You know, I I, I will I look forward to the, to the to the to the to the to the lyrics and the Hannahs and the Lawrences and the Taylors and, other, and and Sam Johnsons. You know, if there's a chance to 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 hypercharge, supercharge your lives so that you get to by 30 where I was by 45. Um, and, and and that you get, you get you get a chance to do the things that you love while hopefully also building some wealth uh while 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 doing it you know the best way to help people who might be poor is to not be poor too uh, you can it 's amazing what you what you can do and those things do not have to be mutually exclusive so if I can do those things it so it, it built in me a, a spirit of of, of uh, understand the power of, of, of mentoring and and also understanding the power of of, of public policy if, if you can uh really um, uh, catalyze an idea and you've got the personal student government or the legislature or you know, as a cabinet secretary or mayor, then those ideas that might seem harebrained to others who aren't maybe thinking as big as you all think, um, you can put them in reality. And once you show it, it can be done, you know, in a neighborhood in Columbia. And folks think maybe it can be done citywide and maybe it can be done statewide and maybe you can affect similarly situated people. You know, all across the country and the globe. So, um, no, but it all started my, my, my freshman year, and that was the sanitized version uh, of uh, yeah. my my college career. Uh, it was, uh, I, you know, obviously always ups and downs, and um, but but always always understood my my true north was the, was defined by the the folks who really had sacrificed so much just to give me those opportunities. So I was painted it. Um, 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 back to those who who laid the foundation Uh, and the best way you can do that is kind of kind of paying it forward as well
1: all right well I know that you don't have too much time left um, but we are so thankful that you came on Um, I always say if you can run for a student government election at USC you can run for anything (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's the truth Um, you got to go through it to know it Um, but Hannah is there anything else like you would like to say um, I would just like to say thank you so much. You know, Lear,
0: I can ask questions all day, every day, but thank you so much for taking 30 minutes out of your day. I hope that you have an amazing party tonight. Um, and yes, hopefully we'll stay in touch. Um, but thank you so, so, so much.
4: Y'all, y'all check in on Instagram, come check us out, check the old folks out, you know, see, <laughs> see, see how, how we do it and, um, look forward to being a part of whatever it is that you're all doing, not this effort, just talking about life and, and the, the, change changes you guys are gonna make sure we see in in, uh, in the world we live in the lyric look forward to seeing your your resume and, uh, and I tell your mama stop bossing me around <laughs> 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 I have
1: to tell her though we love
4: and I'll see y'all soon stay healthy stay strong okay awesome thank,
1: thank you, you. bye 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 that was cool that was really cool
4: everybody I'm
1: trying between a, Are you I'm doing talking. the thread or am I doing the
0: thread? You do the thread and I'll talk. I'm better okay. at talking. You Perfect. do it. Yeah. Guys, remember, this is great, right? This is great. Continue to donate. Continue to donate. Students, a dollar goes a long way. Um, and then if you have that financial um, fluidity to where you can donate more than a dollar, then please donate $2, $3. Anything and everything counts um or just spread the link if you spread the link then someone else can spread it and then someone else can spread it and maybe they can donate so me and lyric already put up twenty dollars for her two dollars for me other students if you just pay what a dollar uh-huh then we could do that so yes.
1: Yeah. uh this is kind of our next guest and kind of <laughs> we're not interviewing brendan um but y'all are about to see Brendan in a minute. Uh, Brendan is who makes all of this possible. Um, who makes um, our podcasting possible? Um, a whole season, almost two seasons completed, almost completed of the Patchwork Feminists has been able to do it. Uh, Brendan, can you turn your camera on? Yeah. Hi. Hey, yeah. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, hey, Brendan. Hey. This is Brendan Lewis. So he's the podcast coordinator for Garnet Media Group. Um, how many podcasts do you edit, Brendan? Uh, around twelve. Twelve. Yeah, and twelve different
2: podcasts.
1: He does them all. Um, he can't say it, but the patchwork feminist is definitely his favorite.
3: Yes. Um, <laughs> yes that's
1: just because 1801 just started, but yeah.
3: Me yeah, and yeah. Brendan we'll just give went you some the- time. We'll give you some time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but Brendan makes this all possible. So um, throughout the show um brendan's gonna pop in and out because we're not gonna force him to be on for 24 hours uh, <laughs> so anytime but he does like all the sound um he makes us look good um we are incredibly grateful um for all of his work and he just won an award yesterday i forgot to mention that <laughs> um so brendan won what was the award called it- uh, i
3: think it was the biggest impact award
1: yes regarding media for garden media group um yeah. for the media team for all that he does uh, Basically kind of built the podcasting team from scratch um has made it amazing,
3: yeah, it's been great
1: and now are you looking for for a successor or have you found one yet or
3: uh, i found a couple actually two two people are um taking over for me, so wow. going through the training process now.
1: imagine doing a job so good that not no one person can fill it, yeah, right um, <laughs> um we have. Our next guest, where is he? And look, you know what? It
0: needs to come because we also have now um, Perry Orth at 545. So it's gonna be cut down kind of
1: slim. Oh, Perry Orth is coming. Game caught great. Perry Orth is on the line, y'all. Um, super excited. Let's we are bring him in now. I'm really excited about this one. Um, Hello. You can see here. I'm here. Oh my gosh. How are, how are you?
3: Good, how are you?
0: Good, thank you so much for doing this. I know this is last minute for you, but we're so excited to have you.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we uh, talked to Shannon last night mm-hmm. and uh, hang on one second, all right. Oh. You and fun. had had an opportunity to come on and share for a minute. I do some some quarterback training post-college and was supposed to have a lesson and got canceled at the last minute, so I was able to free up for a few minutes today and kind of that talk is- a little bit.
1: We are so excited to have you on. Um, do you still live in South Carolina?
3: I'm in, still in Columbia, so full-time <sighs> I work for Insurance Management Group. Um, it's an insurance property and casualty insurance firm here in town in Columbia, and then do quarterback training on the weekends and one night a week and help volunteer at AC Flora as the quarterback coach during the fall. So still involved in football and loving living in South Carolina.
1: How
0: How was it? Um, Sorry, I was just wondering how was it transitioning from big football star and USC in college to insurance, but still having that passion, making sure that you fulfill that passion through what you're doing right now?
3: Yeah, it was a it was a difficult transition. So when I graduated, I actually went to work at Floor, which is a engineering and construction huh. firm up in Greenville, and then moved back in November of two thousand seventeen and um had some had had some troubles finding my way, um learning what I was passionate about outside of playing the game and uh and figured out a way to stay involved in football. Um and then found a career that um i I've actually find a lot of joy in and, and also you can bring that competitive nature um, to the insurance business on, you know, finding not only um, you know different kinds of uh, policies to put together for folks, but also just being there and caring for people and and doing all that. Sorry for the sirens in the background; I'm not really sure. What's going on. <laughs> You're good. And I feel like they're traveling like really far, and it, it just like it it seems like it's right behind me still, but. <laughs>
1: How have you been adjusting in the midst of the um when it started as a coronication, more like um a corona crisis um how have you been surviving um in the midst of all this and yeah it's
3: you know obviously life itself is kind of flipped upside down um, i like to work out and not being able to go to the gym but finding different ways and to get that exercise in and then just your standard going out to dinner and and you got to change some of that up but um you know, what I've really taken from this is having a having more of a sense of, of slowing your life down mm-hmm. being more intentional with people because like, you know, I've caught myself, you know, always driving around and being in a hurry to get here, to get to there, to do this and that, instead of just you know, we can't. We have no choice but to not um, but to just slow down, enjoy the, the time that you're spending with the people that you're with and the people that you're quarantined with getting to really know them, know how they tick, um, you know, was able to, to find new friends because of it. I mean, I've been hanging out with and working out with four other people that I never really spent time with, but because they had weights in their, their garage, I was able to hop in and work out with them and uh, develop a friendship and, and, and stuff like that. So it's been, um, you know, for me, it's been great. Obviously I don't have, haven't had any family or or, or friends, you know, affected by this mess. But, you know, it's sad because there are people that are passing and there is a lot of turmoil um, because of it. But, um, you know, I'm a believer and in, in, you know, believing that, that, you know, good things are going to come out of this, you know, I'll, I'll, although there is bad and there's bad in this world. But, you know, there's always good and you can always find good out of bad situations. So...
1: I know you said that she worked for um, AC Flora, um, which is um, a high school in the Columbia area. It was in my school district growing up. But um, a lot of those, I know the seniors, um, a lot of those guys, you know, they lost their senior year, um, monumental moments and like prom and graduation and things of that nature. So um, how do you think like, um, I mean, like how have you been adjusting as far as, you know, trying to keep their spirits up um, as, you know, they look to their future? I mean, I'm a senior and like, you know, um, a lot of, monumental moments as far as college you know um have been a lot different due to this virus as well so
3: sorry i had to step inside for a minute i mean if something's going on like right around the corner (laughs) where i'm at but um but yeah i don't i don't know you know really that's so tough you know your senior year because you know that the athletes in college they're getting another run at it whereas Mm -hmm. the kids in high school they're done and so they're prom like you said high school graduation all the things that you look forward to for four years is now cut short. Um, You know, I think it's a neat learning lesson for life, knowing that, you know, sometimes life ain't fair and it isn't, and there's nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can do is, is, is put on your boots and get after it the next day. And, and, and that's really, that's all you can do is you can't, you can't dwell on the past or, or, you know, what, what are you going to do to move past it? And that's the only thing you can do. There's no, there's no other explanation for it, but, you know life ain't fair you're not always going to get what you want but um how do you overcome it I think is is the true test and testament of somebody so yeah.
0: I think um and you kind of touched on it a little bit but if you have any encouraging words I know you have to leave in a couple minutes but any encouraging words for the freshmen that are um have missed their out on their prom or for incoming freshmen like they're not going to have that experience of a delayed graduation they're just going to get mailed their diploma and then they have to move on to this thing that we call college that's a huge deal so any encouraging words yeah yeah
3: Yeah, it's it's one of those things kind of like what i was just saying i'm gonna step back outside i can hear the sirens are gone now um (laughs) i'm not really sure what's going on maybe we'll see it on the news later no but um it 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 is challenging um, what i would say is that um, there i can honestly say that there there are more awesome unbelievable life experiences besides that obviously you look to that um, but you know getting your first job and you know getting that first paycheck and and working towards growing in in, in your career um, you know getting in new relationships meeting new friends learning how to be an adult and learning things on your own for the first time those are all things that come after that but Um, I can't reiterate it enough you know life is not fair and we we don't know we don't know what holds tomorrow but you know we do know who holds it and that sounds super cliche but it's never more prevalent than um, going through this coronavirus this COVID-19 pandemic is that Um, you really, you may have it all planned out in your head. You may be getting ready to graduate or you may have had that job that you wanted where they're having a hiring freeze. Now you got to move back home with your parents or maybe you don't have that luxury and you don't know what's going next. Um, but being able to, to try to find some good in it and, and how to, how do you overcome this? Because this is going to end eventually, you know, hopefully sooner than later, and being creative on, on how to overcome it and keeping that mentality, because I've learned that you go through things in life to impact the next person, you know, and I know we're all handling this together and all going through it together, but you know, if somebody down the road is going to ask you, well, when you were graduating college or, or you missed your high school graduation and you went through something challenging in your life, how did you overcome it? What did you do to move past it? And then you can, be like, you know what? It sucked. It was painful, but this is what I did. And then this is what I am where I'm at now because of things and lessons that I learned through that. And being able to help somebody else go through that um, is, is really why we go through difficult times. And um, being able to try to stay positive in whatever it is and try to find even a little bit of good in a bad situation is is what I would advise. And that's the what I'm trying to do in my life. And people that are a lot older and smarter than I am have had to have advised me do that. So, um, now it's my turn to kind of pass that on down to the, to the next, next generation.
1: Um, one of my, um, I think one of my last questions is, um, what are you looking forward to most once, um, all this is over?
3: (laughs) Oh man, I, I probably, um, you know, it's starting to get warmer weather when the beaches open back up, people can get back out on the boat on the lake here in Columbia. Um, And then as simple as being able to go and have a nice dinner at a restaurant, (laughs) you know, so little stuff like that you take for granted, you know? Um, And, and to be honest, I think one of the most exciting things for me is implementing a slower lifestyle when things go back to normal. Not, I'm not saying being less motivated in what you're doing or less motivated in what I'm doing. I'm saying, you know, I don't need to be in a rush to hurry up and get this person off the phone so I can call the next person. Instead I can take, three more minutes and be more intentional and actually ask them questions about them and get to know, you know, whether it's a client or a prospect in business or it's a quarterback that I'm training, or if it's somebody that I bump into at the grocery store, um, learning to slow down and and see if I'm able to continue to implement that lifestyle. Um, you know, cause selfishly, like I said, I, I don't want anyone to take this offensively. You know, if they've had any family members or, or loved ones that have been harmed or have passed because of this virus, but, um, it's been a blessing for me and I've learned a lot about myself and learned a lot about the people that are in my life um, because it's forced me to slow down.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Perry, for coming on. We're asking every one of our guests to donate something, whether it's we've had some people donate as little as one dollar and somebody has donated as much as two hundred fifty dollars um, wow. link to donate is going to, is right here in the chat um, and is on, on social media. But thank you so much um, for helping raise awareness for this very, very, very um, big issue and helping to support our um, fellow game cops who are really um, experiencing hardship during this time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me on. Y'all take care.
1: You thank too. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye All right, bye.
3: Bye.
0: This podcast is a part of the Garnet Media Group podcast network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.